Being humble and submissive are foundational characteristics of the Christian. Sadly, they're not often emphasized in our preaching and teaching today. But throughout the scriptures, God has clearly made it known that a meek, lowly spirit is precious to him. Today on Drawing Near, the Lord continues to teach us about submission. In our next two studies, we will focus on the marriage relationship. First wives, then husbands. Learning and living submissiveness in the home may be one of the most difficult lessons to learn. But if we can live out our faith in the home, then we can live it out anywhere. So take your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 3 and join us as we study the humble gospel. As we prepare for this study, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your grace toward us. We thank you that Jesus Christ modeled submission for us perfectly. He who is God, he who is the creator of all things, humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. We ask, Father, that you would help us to understand the importance of a submissive life and to understand how it affects the gospel message around us. Give us wisdom. Give us discernment. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we begin this study, I would like for us to look at the first phrase in verse 1 and the phrase in verse 7. This should give us a perspective of what Peter and the Holy Spirit are talking about. In chapter 3, verse 1, we read, Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands. In verse 7, we hear, Husbands, likewise dwell with them with understanding. The words likewise means in the very same way that we are to be submissive to governments and servants are to be submissive to their masters, wives and husbands are to be submissive to one another in the home. This is critical because way too often we get this mentality that wives are to be submissive in the home and husbands are not. That's not what the Bible teaches. It doesn't teach it in Ephesians 5 and it doesn't teach it here. In Ephesians 5, all Christians are to be submissive to one another, and then wives are told how they are to be submissive to their husbands, and husbands are told how they are to be submissive to their wives, then servants to their masters, and children to their parents. We need to understand, submissiveness belongs in every relationship. There is no exclusive gender or people group that this applies to. All of us, all creation, are to be submissive, and believers are to recognize that the model of our submissiveness is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is God, and as God, he's the last person who should have to be submissive to anyone. And yet he humbled himself, and he was submissive, and he served. He did that to accomplish God's will in the world, and we must do the same. We must follow his example. So let's look at verse 1. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, 
may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. So God calls wives to be submissive to their own husbands. They are to be so submissive that even if they are married to an unbeliever, the unbelieving husband might see in the wife's behavior, submissiveness, the way she serves, the way she conducts herself in the home, they may see the gospel message shining through her life and trust in Jesus Christ. That's what's meant by that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe her chaste conduct accompanied by fear. We are not told here what submissiveness looks like, but rather it is humble and lowly It is serving in such a way that it deeply impacts a husband's life and the way he sees God through his wife. That's an amazing thing to consider. It's amazing to think that we can behave in such a way as to impact whether or not someone else would trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And yet that's what we're told here, that even without a word, a husband may be won simply by the conduct of their wives. And what they're observing in their wives is their chaste conduct accompanied by fear. In other words, they're watching their wives behave in a chaste, pure, holy manner because of their fear, not for their husband, but their fear of the Lord. They know what God has commanded, and they are going to serve the Lord and be obedient to him even toward their husband in the home. And we all know how difficult that really is. In verse 3, we're told, Do not let your adornment or your clothing, the way you dress, the way you present yourself, do not let your adornment be merely outward, like the arranging of the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Verse 4, Rather let your adornment be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle, quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Here we learn that outward submissiveness depends on what we are on the inside. It is the gentle, quiet spirit that is very precious in the sight of God that comes out in submissive behavior. So, wives, in being submissive to your own husbands, You are not to focus purely or merely on the outward. It's not saying never fix your hair or never dress up or never be clean or never be presentable or or pleasing to the eye. It's not saying that at all. But it is saying that if that's your focus and not on the inward person, there's a problem. There's an incorruptible beauty, a lasting beauty, of a gentle, quiet spirit that is very attractive to other people and is very precious in the sight of God. The believer needs to take their eyes off of those individuals they are being submissive to. As citizens, we need to take our eyes off the government and put our eyes on the Lord who commands us to be submissive. As servants, slaves, or employees, we need to take our eyes off of our masters and put them on the God who commands us to be submissive. As wives and husbands, we need to take our eyes off of our spouse and put it upon the Lord God who commands us. We need to desire to be pleasing to God. 
to do those things that are precious in his sight, to do those things that please him. We're told in verse 5, For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves. Holy women are those who are submissive. That's what this passage is saying. If you are a holy woman, separated to God, serving him obediently, you are submissive to your husband. By the way, in the same way, if you are a holy man, surrendered to serving God with all of your life, you are submissive to your wife. You can't get away from this. To live holy as he is holy is to live submissive. We must wrap our minds around this and focus ourselves on this with all of our hearts. Wives, in this very same way, in former times, holy women who trusted in God, who had their faith in God, they adorned themselves in the same way, with a gentle, quiet spirit, and they were submissive to their own husbands. That's what it says in verse 5. In verse 6, we have an example. Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. In other words, you can be holy like Sarah. You can be holy like those women in the Old Testament who trusted God and put on that gentle, quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Now, in verse 6, my wife and I have a running joke where it says, as Sarah obeyed her husband, calling him Lord, my wife and I have this joke where I tease her about calling me Lord, and she teases me about never doing that no matter what. And yet in our home, we seek to be submissive to one another with all of our hearts. We tease about this thing that Sarah did with Abraham, and yet she loves me, and she tenderly cares for me, and hopefully I am showing her my love and caring for her in a way that we are living out this passage which is precious in the sight of God. Each couple must work this out themselves. Each couple must discern what it is to live submissive to one another. To be submissive is not to be weak. As a matter of fact, it takes a great deal of spiritual strength and self-control to be submissive. To place yourself willingly under the leadership or the authority or the needs of someone else. And this is what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. In submitting himself to the Father, he came into this world, he humbled himself and died on the cross, submitting himself to our needs for a Savior, to our needs for atonement. And he did that submissively, lowly. He went as a sheep who was silent before his shearers. He spoke not a word. He submitted to man and God in saving us from our sins. We need to model this in the world today. Father in heaven, I ask, Father, that you would give us the wisdom and the understanding to grasp what you are saying in this passage of Scripture, to see in Jesus Christ this kind of behavior, this kind of internal adornment, that we might reflect it in our walk day by day. Help us, Father, to trust you so much that we are willingly putting ourselves under the leadership and the authority 
of those around us. And Father, I pray that as we do so, we will gain strength from you and we will be pleasing in your sight. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.